Hey, happy new year, Kevin. Yeah, happy new year, Mike. How you doing? How was your um, how's your break? Yeah, very chilled and a bit weird in a 2020 way, but quite nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, same here. So this week's about productivity. So about productivity, not just kind of tools that we've used, but productivity techniques and mental techniques as well. It's about how do we become more productive human beings in our work lives. So what are your kind of initial thoughts on that? Yeah, I think there was a quote that I was trying to look up ahead of this. I couldn't find it, unfortunately, but it was someone that was talking about how everyone that runs a business is kind of more, really, it's about how do you become a more productive version of yourself and like how do you manage whether it's running a business being a and I, I think there's a lot of comparisons to sports as well but I think like what you're doing is really important to get the best out of your environment everything that you're striving towards and I think even productivity potentially is the wrong word because I think sometimes productivity can be how do you get as much achieved in one day as possible and I don't know about you, but I definitely have had a lot of days in 2020 for sure, but just in general across the past where I feel like I've done a hundred things in one day and feel like I've achieved nothing. And I've had yeah, other yeah. days where I feel like I've nailed one thing and just done it perfectly and feel like I've really accomplished something that's moved forward against where I feel like I'm doing. So I, I think, again, it's how do you prioritise? It's probably maybe the starting point and then from there actually how do you make the the best out of your time and think about how when do you work at your best not all hours are equal and protecting that time to do more of it i mean interesting kind of if you look back to the old manufacturing days you know productivity wasn't about activity you know productivity is basically out i mean like it's like an energy equation it's the output divided by the input and what you can find is, is that an awful lot of activity happens and people think they're being productive. Yeah. No, all that counts is what's the outcome or what's the output. Otherwise, you're just a busy fool. Exactly. And I think that's, that's why, I mean, we've spoken before about kind of things like hourly rates. And to me, if, if you're paying me an hourly rate, yesterday was a good idea. I felt like I got a lot done and was just in the zone. If you'd have yeah. paid me an hourly rate yesterday, I could probably feel like I could happily justify pay me a thousand pounds an hour and I will get it done. I have other days where it's like, you shouldn't pay me 10 quid an hour because what I'm doing, (laughs) I'm just not with it and I'm not kind of in the zone or I'm tired. And it's like, well, yeah, it's a bit of a slog. So I think if, if it's more about the output, I mean, not to switch this into a pricing conversation, I think that's a whole separate topic, but from a, an output perspective of what you're doing and how productive you are, how do you, protect that time and sometimes it's working less in order to do those a thousand pound an hour tasks as opposed to trying to do as many 10 pound an hour tasks as you can possibly absolutely i mean yesterday i uh interesting maybe the stars were aligned kevin yesterday i had an amazingly productive day working on a piece of client work i was reviewing their sales process their sales stages the weightings of those stages the criteria to pass between stage recommendations to improve how they run their sales process, which will boost their revenues and improve right. their close rate. It was a very productive day because I just carved that day out. I mean, I spoke to, I tried to get in contact with a, a friend of mine this week and said, let's uh, have a 30 minute Zoom call about a piece of new business. So this is a new business meeting. And he said, it's not, it's not his fault. He said, I've got nine Zoom calls today. I can't do it. And there's a good example of that for him. 
that can't be productive. He's losing opportunity because his diary is full. I've seen this happen quite a lot with CMOs and I've managed to get in CMO diaries for 15 minutes. And it's always good to get that attention. But what I've realised from that is that's their day and every single day. And yes, it's up to me to make that 15 minutes as impactful as possible and to go back the next time and obviously keep that going. But from their perspective, they don't have time to even think about that meeting because they're straight on to the next one that it's just been and gone. And I do feel like that could be holding back a lot of companies. Certainly when I think about my own time, I've started protecting my day. So like Friday is a good example of I typically have less meetings. Same here. Wednesday afternoons, I've started to block off and actually not work. I've, I've used that as a almost like the old university style um, Wednesday sports day. That's like, right, Wednesday afternoon sports day, yeah. And I've, I've just gone for a run and switched off and I'll come back so much fresher for it, might do a bit of work in the evening. Exactly. By Thursday morning, I feel like it's Monday morning again, I'm, I'm ready to go again, as opposed to getting yeah. towards the end of the week and feeling knackered. I think that's a great tip. I think that breaking the week up, yeah, Wednesday afternoon, going for a run, going for a cycle, yeah, yeah, doing some exercise for a couple of hours and then kind of like recharging the batteries. I think that's a great idea. And also just certainly through winter lockdown, it's dark. So I've gone for some walks. I did it last night. It's freezing. It's like minus two. Freezing cold. Went for a walk. It's not fun. I would no. much rather, even if it's cold, I'd much rather go out in the daylight and yeah. enjoy actually uh, seeing where I'm going. As but then work in the evening. Yeah, so I think it's just managing that time schedule. Lockdown does change the picture a little bit. But yeah, I I think there's a lot in exercise that has a knock-on effect, not just physically, but mentally in terms of how you can, yeah, focus. And I'm not good at it. You know, I am bad at discipline. I know exercise makes me feel better. I'm bad at making it a routine. And I need to get better at that. It's really hard. Well, I think it's what we were talking about before, like accountability. I think that's really important because if it's like, for me, if I go for a run with someone and I've committed to say, I will do that, I'm going to do it. Whereas if it's, oh, I should go for a run tomorrow morning and it's on my own, I'm less likely to to go and definitely more likely to make excuses. So I think having that accountability. Having a running partner is a great idea. Yeah. Even if it's, some people use social for this to say, this year I'm going to go on, I know, two runs a week, 100 a year. And then it's like you feel like you have to commit to it because you said it. I mean, no one's probably going to remember you said it in the first place. But (laughs) also, I think, and and we've definitely spoken about this before, if not on our podcast, but just together, that very famous video clip of Warren Buffett and Bill Gates being interviewed. Mm -hmm. And the interviewer says to Bill Gates, What's your diary like? And he gets his phone up and he looks at his electronic diary and it's full. And then says to Warren Buffett, what's yours like? And Warren Buffett opens up his paper, kind of like, you know, moth-torn edges diary, and it's empty. And the guy says, what on earth? He says, yeah, yeah, I read a lot. And it's like, okay, so the richest man in the world has an empty diary. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That probably tells us something about his priority is reading and understanding and thinking. It's not filling your diary with activity. And the richest man in the world can afford to pay people to do the meetings that he doesn't want to do. <laughs> I think he had one meeting in the diary and he said, yeah. 
if you ask me for a meeting six weeks ahead, I will refuse you. If yeah. it's really important and it affects our shareholders, our customers, I'll do it today if it's really important. I think that's a good tip, though, for in, in terms of productivity. For me, if we go back to the how do you spend your time on your £1,000 an hour tasks and yeah. not the £10, how do you then start to knock off some of the things that you don't want to do or that is kind of more trainable? So even I went through a process of this in London where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to hire a cleaner, have a virtual PA, have a personal trainer, and like that's more for accountability than anything. I think doing the things that I know anyone else could do, that seems worth spending money on because it frees up your time to do the stuff that... Correct. And equally, it might not even be that you use that time for something that's more important. It could be that you just take a break because then you come back fresher. And I think just having that time blocked out in the diary, I started to block out mornings and try to protect my time from meetings. And it doesn't work 100% of the time, but at least if I try to say... I can take calls, like you mentioned, um, the use of Calendly um, exactly. meetings. And I do the same, but I do it for, I think it's like three or four different afternoons in a week, maybe three. And then I've got a couple of days where I try to protect as more thinking time as opposed to kind of just being on calls. And otherwise I end up making promises that I can't commit to. That's right. I mean, as a productivity tool, I would say last year, Calendly as a tool, was probably the biggest thing I did, which when I first thought about doing it, is like, wow, I'm opening my calendar up to someone else and they can book when they like. And as a person that likes to control things, that doesn't feel good. But once you do it, it's really liberating because you can obviously set Calendly up so that you define when people can book slots. And actually when I've looked at it, because I've set up Calendly probably like you have very rigorously, when you look at actually the availability that you give people, it's not that much because you block out time. Yeah. You block out time for thinking or for doing client work or for marketing work or strategy work, then you can limit when they can book. Yeah. And the booking's easy. You know, the old days of emailing backwards and forwards, trying to set up meetings or having a PA do it. You just don't need it. No, you don't. Yeah. I think the PA helps when it's, can you book a restaurant for lunch and all those sorts of things. But and where you've got 10 people for a meeting in a, yeah. in a venue, yeah, sure, that's more complex. But you're right, if it's a one-on-one video conference, then no, not at all. And what about some of the, I mean, obviously probably a lot of our listeners would be very interested in productivity tools, SaaS-based yeah. tools. As an agency, what have you found are the best kind of tools for productivity for the agency? Honestly, I think it's simplicity. I think it's, I mean, there's certain tools that we can have for planning time, but I've I think quite often it's actually Google Calendar. How do we schedule what are those important meetings and block time out? And I think for our team, we use Asana for task management. And for myself, it's probably more, if it's not in Google Calendar, it won't get done. If it's in Google Calendar, it's a priority. Something might come up and it still might not get done, but at least if it's in there, I'll aim to do it. And if I don't do it, I'll move it to a point that I can do it. Whereas if it's just in my inbox... I may get around to it, but it might take longer. So I think it's one of the processes I try to go through once a week is just scheduling. If I've made commitments or if we've got pitch coming up and I need to just block out some time to prepare for it, how do I put that in 
within a, a much advanced notice as I can and try to make it happen because otherwise and I've definitely done this the hard way in a, a lot of cases in the past I'll leave things to the last minute yeah. and then it's it's too late and to be honest I'm quite good under pressure and I don't mind working that way but trying to do that as a team is exactly. a bit of a nightmare <laughs> I mean again you know productivity theme when I talk to clients about negotiation skills and negotiation training you know one of the biggest factors that will improve the outcomes of your negotiations i.e better commercial negotiations for you as an agency is preparation the number one factor well over half the value in a negotiation comes from your ability to prepare from a productivity point of view if you're rushing to a meeting a client meeting and you haven't thought about it and you haven't prepared the outcome will be far poorer than if you'd carved out that half an hour an hour before day before, even like the morning before the afternoon meeting, you'll get a much, much better outcome. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that makes sense. And it's, it's about, for me, it's definitely about simplicity more than how yeah. do I fill my days with nonstop 15-minute meetings. To me, that that's what drains me is if I've got too much. And I, I've had too many of those days. Last year, I've had seven to nine Zoom calls. And it's just draining. It's yeah. draining, certainly when you do that, not just on a one-off day but when you do that across the week and then across the month it's way too much but it's and not serving your audience you know the people uh, you're on that call with yeah they're probably doing the same and the, the quality of those meetings as the day goes on gets weaker it yeah. has to yeah yeah so i think definitely for me one of the big tips is blocking out time I've had, since I did the Cranfield course 18 months ago, I've had this sat on my desk. <laughs> Poison dart frog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's from the concept of eat that frog. So it's like, if that's on my desk, every morning I know I need to eat that frog, which is doing the, sometimes it's a difficult or a hard thing that you don't want to do and you're putting off, but it's the most important thing that once you've eaten that frog, you've had a good day and then you can do all the other stuff afterwards. And I, I definitely feel there's times where I'm just like, I'm just going to start with my emails. And then well, once I'm done with that, I'll put together that proposal. And actually this flips it on its head and say, just get the proposal done. And actually, if that's all you do today, you win a new client, then you've probably had a much better day than doing all of the... Massive tip. And I know just, just I reinforce that is I know when I get up in the morning and I come to my desk, you know, I'm at the desk normally about eight o'clock. If I start doing my emails, but I've got two things in the day I have to get done, by six o'clock, I won't have done those two things. Yeah. Because I'll just answer the emails. And exactly. they're all very useful, yeah. you know, and people feel good that I've answered the emails, but it's not what I set out to do that day. Yeah. And there's another, I had this weird productivity feeling a lot last year when I'm on flights, which was, oh, I've got a flight on Friday, so I'm going to leave my inbox and I'll just deal with it all on the flight. And then I have this flight and I've literally replied to like 50 emails in a two-hour flight or something and feel really productive. And then I'm like, oh, that's great. I've got nothing here. And then it's like Monday morning, I've got 50 replies. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like, well, actually, what am I... And email can definitely be quite bad if it's one person trying to pass their problem onto someone else. And then they're trying to pass it back. And I do feel like sometimes it's just, is there a more productive way to just actually, how do we just get this done? Like in football, you know, you're just passing the ball around the pitch. Are you moving the ball forward? Not sure. We're passing it around quite a lot. 
Yeah, completely. And I, I think I've got better at actually just ignoring stuff as well now. Like um, one thing that I've done that has been quite powerful, I actually put my, I mentioned a productive day yesterday. I put a lot down to this. Over Christmas, I deactivated my Facebook account. I logged out of Twitter and I probably log, logged back in once to reply to a direct message and then logged back out again. Um, in order to log back in, I need the authentication code um, through my mobile. So it's like enough friction that I can't be bothered to do that, which I think is important because if I just left it logged in all the time, I'll just, out of habit, turn on my laptop, open Chrome, and then just open social accounts. And then it's someone's described it to me before. Is it's like you open a fridge, you've got no food, but then you go back 20 minutes later and you have another look. It's like you still got no food. That, that to me is social media in a lot of ways. But... <laughs> I get the benefits of social media as well. I think oh. balance, but I, I definitely felt like last year I'm just consuming content and a lot of it's quite negative on social. And actually, I think just distracting myself from or removing the, the distractions that I have yeah. and being able to focus on the stuff that's most important. I've seen already quite big benefits from that because then it's, I like the phrase JOMO. So rather than FOMO, fear of missing right. out is the joy of missing out. And I definitely get that. And I think a lot of productivity is where do you waste time and how do you replace that with something that's more productive? Yeah. And I think the place to start, I mean, so kind of like end of the podcast, really. So my kind of like my takeaway from this for anyone that's listening would be focus on the outcomes for your week. So on a Friday afternoon, think about the outcomes, the outputs for the following week. And there'll only be probably, you know, three or five that are really important that move your business forward, plan those in and make sure you do them when you say you'll do them. And then you'll get to the end of the week going, I did what I was expected to do. I delivered the outputs. I delivered the outcome. That's a productive week. Not I had 30 meetings and feel like I I had a really busy week. So that'd be mine, definitely. What would be yours? For me, I think it's the one thing I've been more conscious of is managing energy. And it's like, when do I, I saw a talk by Dan Pink, feels like years ago, but I think it's probably about 18 months ago. And it was around larks versus night owls. And basically everyone's different. So you're not going to have the same daily routine. And this is the way that everyone should do it. But for me, I do my best work in the morning. So that's where I try to protect my thinking time to eat that frog and get stuff done. I have a bit of a lull in the afternoon. So that's where I might do some emails, maybe some calls, maybe just take a break and go for a walk and like switch off for a little bit. And then I have a bit of a second wind kind of late afternoon, early evening. So managing my energy around when I know I'm at my best has been really important. And I think then just kind of how do I break that up with, like I mentioned, going for a run, even blocking out time. One thing I did last week being the last week of December is for 2021, I booked off one week for every quarter. That's just my way of having like a breaker of, I don't know what I'm going to do that week. Hopefully I will find something better to do than nothing. But even if I don't, I'm going to do nothing. And I'm going to use that as a anti-burnout. I'm going to stop. And then I'm going to come back fresh again for the next quarter. And uh, back to our theme of our podcast, you know, it's a good start. Being productive is a good start. It won't mean that you'll be a massive overnight success, but it's a good start. 
Yeah, and I, th- I think a point to end on is something that you said to me, which is kind of enjoy the journey towards a destination. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Enjoy that day, enjoy that week, but know where you're trying to get to so that when you look back quarter by quarter, year by year, you've moved the needle towards where it is you're, you're trying to get to as that kind of end game or yeah. final outcome. Great to talk as always. Look forward to the next one. Yeah, great. Thanks, Mike. Cheers, Kevin. Thanks, Mike.